This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. This is Inside Outcast, the official podcast of Inside Out, brought to you in partnership with the Village Soundcast Network. We are Canada's largest presenter of LGBTQ film. I'm Andrea Wilson, Executive Director of Inside Out. And I'm Andrew Murphy, Director of Programming. Join us for conversations on queer films and filmmakers, and here are some highlights from this year's Toronto LGBT Film Festival program. On this episode, we're going to be speaking with some amazing women directors with films in this year's Inside Out program. And we're going to be talking about the steps Inside Out is taking to support women in film with our new fund, the Refocus Fund. We've just launched this fund in 2018, and we're so excited about it. It's completely dedicated to providing direct financial support to women and non-binary LGBTQ filmmakers. We're really committed to providing these kind of direct supports, and this fund is going to be split into three distinct areas for the first year. The first area of focus is in providing travel bursaries. So for queer and trans and non-binary people with films in the festival, we're going to be supporting their travel so they can come to the festival with their film. We're also going to be funding professional development opportunities for those filmmakers. And lastly, we're going to be introducing granting programs that will directly support new projects from LGBTQ women and non-binary filmmakers in the future. So today, we're super, super excited to have two amazing women directors that we're going to be interviewing. First up will be Chaz Bennett, the director of Alaska is a Drag. And next, we will have Lamore Schmilla, the director of Montana. So we are so excited to have Shaz Bennett with us, the director of Alaska is a Drag. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So um, we're so thrilled to have the film at the festival and to have you in attendance at the festival as well. Um, and we just want to chat a little bit about it. So I, I know you've you've worked in the industry a long time and in a lot of different roles, um, but Alaska is a Drag is your first feature, right? Yes. Yeah, this is my first feature. I mainly work in television these days. Um, I write on a TV show called Bosch on Amazon, and I just um, directed my first episode of TV on Queen Sugar, which is really exciting. Amazing. And um, yeah, I this is my first feature. I had done a lot of, um, you know, stand-up and storytelling and always writing, and um, I got into the AFI Directing Workshop for Women and made a short film um, that was based on this feature because I had actually written the feature script first and was trying to, you know, raise money and shop it all around. And then I got into the AFI Directing Workshop for Women and you make a short film. So I thought this could be a good way of sort of showing this world of drag queens and fish canneries and (laughs) (laughs) gender bending and... (laughs) You know, it's like, I always say it's sort of half Grace Jones, half Rocky Creed. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it was was not necessarily like the easiest sell initially. So we we made the short film first and I found um, Martin who plays Leo and he played in the short film and the feature and he's just magic. Um, And I read like 150 kids and I was really looking for somebody who was equally comfortable fighting and voguing and was also just an incredible actor and Martin was all of that and more and he sort of tracked me down on Facebook and he was like this is my story you have to cast me (laughs) so so then when we went to make the feature like there was nobody else to um 
you know, to, to cast, I was casting every, everyone around Martin and in the short film, he doesn't have, we don't meet any of his family. It's just, um, the boy who moves to town and the kid that's kind of been his bully, um, old best friend bully. And so, but then the feature, he has a twin sister. And so we started looking for, you know, actresses and, um, Martin showed me Maya Washington, who's a Mm. big famous YouTube superstar (laughs) and Toronto native. Um, And she, um, you know, they're they're not related, but they share the same last name and they're both half black and half Filipino. And um, they just kind of fit so perfectly. So it felt like synchronicity. Amazing, (laughs) amazing. Gosh, well, maybe you could tell us a little bit more, um, you know, once once you completed the film. Actually, what was the timeline to complete the feature? I mean, it took a while. You know, we, we did a Kickstarter initially. Martin and Maya and I did a Kickstarter. And then we, you know, met some producers. And um, then that then there was like a certain time where I could make the film in between my job. Um, I was working on Unreal at the time. And, um, so it just sort of seemed like a good time to shoot it. So we shot it and then we, you know, like a lot of independent movies, we had some troubles in, um, production and financing and lost some money. And so then the finishing took about, um, almost eight months or so, because then we ended up doing all of our color and sound through the U.S. in progress um, program at the American Film Festival in um, Poland. (laughs) So we did our um, we did our color and sound in Poland, which was, you know, ultimately all of everything was a a lot harder than I had hoped and planned. But, um, you know, I couldn't have been happier to have gone all the way to um, to Poland and (laughs) got to experience that, you know, that trip. So. Ultimately, I guess it all worked out. <laughs> and upon completion, I mean, what's the whole um, the festival circuit and what's the experience been like on, on, on unveiling the film and, and getting it out there to audiences? Yeah, I mean, that's been one of the most um, gratifying things because we've we played a lot. We've played a ton of different film festivals. You know, we've played a lot of um, black film festivals and native film festivals. I'm native. So then it was um, and some Asian film festivals and uh, a lot of queer festivals and then women directors film festivals <laughs> and then um you know also just festivals named after cities you know we've did philadelphia and <laughs> palm springs and um cleveland and and so it, it's been interesting because all of those have um a slightly different eye on the film but they all all the questions are always the same you know they always uh, you know just respond to this universal story of a of a kid who's stuck somewhere and wants to get out you know and has to you know has to has his own struggles but it's sort of a kind of a simple story in in many ways and that you know he he his dreams of i i had worked in a fish cannery in alaska so it definitely came from my experiences and working in a cannery (laughs) 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 yeah i mean it's you know you work at a cannery all day and you um it's very hard and um, boring. <laughs> so you tend to daydream a lot. And I just always loved the idea of um, 
like, you know, there's like the sound in canneries that's very kind of monotonous and sort of puts you into a bit of a trance. And I would sort of dream like, what if there was like a kid who just would dream about, you know, being a superstar? Mm. <laughs> um, so it was, you know, that's where a lot of the ideas came from. And I like the idea of, I mean, Alaska is just incredibly gorgeous and stunningly um, beautiful, but it's also like, it can be isolating. I found it kind of isolating and violent and, so it was just kind of a mixture of all of that, but I just loved this idea of this kid who takes all of the elements that he he sees, the northern lights and dandelions, and and then makes them work for him. You know, mm. so the magic that he creates is all from within himself. You know, um, yeah. So so it's just that's where it all kind of came from. <laughs> I love that. Well, I wonder, you know, I um, like uh, I, I can only assume you may have similar experiences, but I often am asked to comment, you know, as a woman working in the industry about what it's like to be a woman working in the industry. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and, and I think especially now, you know, with the, the groundswell of, you know, the Me Too and Time's Up movements. And yeah. I guess, I yeah, I'm curious, you know, from your perspective and having a film, you know, on the circuit through this time and also, you know, work, continuing to work in television, how has that sort of impacted, you know, your, your day to day or, or potentially, you know, other projects that you're working on? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just excited that it's all coming out and that, that it's a conversation that we're having because I feel like it's a conversation I've been having with my friends forever. And <laughs> it was also one of the things that I wanted to, um, you know, dive into with this movie is gender roles and why is masculine and feminine one one is perceived as stronger or weaker or you know any you know it's like I love to just turn gender norms upside down for sure. So, um, you know, every job in the industry that I've got has been from a woman helping me. Mm. <laughs> so I've been very you know lucky. I mean, just having directed on Queen Sugar and. I just love how Ava DuVernay is just just desired to hire women, you know, and just isn't um, is you know is is including herself in the conversation by actually taking action. Um, and I've had great experiences so far in my career, and I hope they continue. But um, up until this year, I've had to just fight tooth and nail to get everything I've got, <laughs> and then um, you know, I just. You know, it's like that that element definitely is a theme in my movie too, fighting back and standing up for yourself. And um, so I think I, I that's been my experience, but I see more and more just people are starting to take a different view of it. And it's just, I just love how, you know, Ava just says, yeah, it's like, why not? You know, there was, there's movies, there's TV shows that have hired um, all male directors for years and years and years. Why not? This We'll just hire women directors, you know? <laughs> so it's sort of um, heartening to me that people are starting to think about it and open their minds up. And, you know, it's, I think there's always going to be space for every different voice. And um, I'm just pretty heartened that at least there's more opportunities um, that I've seen so far. And I hope it continues more and more. <laughs> Well, Shaz, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, I can't wait to see yeah. you very soon here in Toronto. Yes. Uh, and, I'm um, really excited to be a part of the festival. Thank you so much for including me. Fantastic. Well, I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later.
So next up, we are so happy to have the writer and director of the feature film Montana, Lamore Schmilla, here with us on the phone from Tel Aviv. How are you? Hello. I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know, yeah, you're talking to us from, it's the middle of the night there and the middle of the afternoon here, so thank you. <laughs> Actually, it's starting of the middle of the night, yeah. Got it. Oh, it's great, because it's Friday for you. We're almost there. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're so excited to have the film at the festival. Of course, we've we've uh, been lucky enough to see it at some other festivals that it's played and, and to get to know you and, and the film. Um, and this is your this is your first uh, feature film. Montana is your first feature film. So I'm, I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, how the film kind of came to be and, and the process of getting it made. Well, uh, yeah, it's my first feature film. Uh, I did some shorts before, but I'm uh, I'm in, I'm a casting director like uh, for ten years, and uh, for fifteen years I, I was working at the industry in Israel, in the film industry, as a script supervisor and a first AD and and producer. And my first feature film is Montana. It's uh, quite a personal uh, uh, film because I shot it in uh, my hometown in Akko, where I grew up. It's up north Israel. It's a very small city. So um, I knew that my first feature film will be like my own story that will be like my, uh, my experience as a child in a very small city when... Uh, curious child want to like discover the world so I knew that I'm going to shoot it there and luckily I had a great I have a great family that allowed me to shoot in their own place like I shot it in my original locations where I grew up and uh, yes so this is it (laughs) and it's it's a beautiful film and it is very it's very powerful we were just speaking about it in a in a previous episode um, so, so we are much. excited to, to welcome you back to Toronto. Thank you. Uh, I'm wondering if you can, uh, you know, maybe share with us, you know, with, you know, a film like this, it, it's so important. And, you know, touring a queer film like this by, you know, a queer woman, uh, which is, uh, you know, a queer, very personal story. Um, uh, you know, tell us what the, the festival um, response has been like. What's it been like to, to bring this film to different countries and different festivals? Well, uh, actually, it's very rare in Israel to make a film, a lesbian film, like queer film uh, in Israel, because I think we made like, I don't know, we, we had like three or four films till now as uh, like lesbians film. I'm not talking about the queer as general, but lesbians was very mm-hmm. rare to do it. Uh, well, when I wrote Montana, I came to my producer and I and I told him we have to do this film, and we decided not to wait for uh, the foundation to like to help us. We just did it like private with private money, uh, so it was hard, but we did it. And when I get to actually the first uh, the world premiere was in Toronto last year, and uh, the first thing I thought when I saw the film first time with audience was like. Uh, other audience, not Israeli audience, was that 
I didn't know I made like a very international film because first of all, they, they, they was laughing from the joke that I thought that was very Israeli, very, uh, you know, very, <laughs> so it was, and then I, I, I came, I, I came back to my apartment in Toronto and I said, Wow, I didn't know I I did I made this film that was very international. I probably because the subject of this film, I think everyone can connect to him. So mm. it was very uh, emotional, and I was very excited about uh, to discover that it talked to so many people around the world. It was very. Yeah, it was very nice. And you've played it at both, you know, like some some very, you know, big mainstream festivals like TIFF, uh, but also at LGBT festivals. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that, about the uh, the experience? Yeah, well, uh, at the LGBT festival, I felt like every woman uh, felt connected to this subject, to this topic, because it's not just... I. Uh, it was very important to me not to tell a story about a lesbian girl that returned to an hometown to her past. It, it, she's, she's a lesbian. This is her, this is, it's not about it. It's not about like how to deal with the thing that she is like fall in love with the woman because this is who she is. I ha- it was very important not to, to, to put this, the topic of this on this film because I I saw I saw many films about it and I was bored about it. So I think <laughs> when I wrote it, I said she's a lesbian. This is who she is, and now the story is about something else, about discovering like her past, because we usually try to forget our past because we want to process all the time, we want to go to go ahead. But this time she came. And she had to deal with with her past, so so it's very interesting to me to see how lesbian woman and no one talk about the thing that she's a lesbian. She just mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. So I think this is what encouraged me to 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 write this story the way it is. Well, I wonder. Well, I know uh, you and I were were recently on a, a panel together talking about you know uh, being women in the industry. Um, yeah, and uh, I I wonder you know with certainly everything um, in North America in the industry in Hollywood we are talking you know so much in the last six months uh, about things starting to change uh, with the Me Too movement and and some you know uh, things that have come to light. So I'm curious, you know, working in Israel, like, are you seeing that shift also happen in terms of how the the conversation is about women in film and representation of women in film? Well, um, yes, it's been a very huge progress now in Israel because uh, like three or four years ago, we had, I'm, I'm a casting director, so I'm involved of, of lots of films in Israel uh, before I was a director, before I put my film in like in front, but um, in the Academy Awards, there was like an average, like uh, four or five um, female director every year uh, among 25 or 30 year, uh, 30 films. And now in the last, in the past three or four years, there was like half. It's like wow. now this year we have 14, uh, 14 uh, female directors. So I think the uh, 
I think the progress, it's very, I'm very happy with that because personally, I help women, female women to to make this film, to make their films, even though if they don't have the money, if they are, they struggle with the, the 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 system here in Israel and we just uh, made it so I think uh, now we are in a very very good situation and I'm always saying don't forget that it's every year it will be harder so don't forget that we need to be like alert to be aware that we need to to be like in the front because the 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 money First of all, they going. It's going to the the, the male director. Mm-hmm. It's this is what happens. So now we are struggling to do it like differently, and and I'm very happy to see that in the last three or four years things changed mm-hmm. in this uh, subject with money and uh, not just money, just uh, also the how do you say? Just a second, I will put. Uh, I will. Uh, I will check the the right word. Okay, just a second. Uh, <laughs> It's very complicated for me. Okay, but I will say, like the knowledge that we have uh, a woman that want to tell the story. It doesn't have to be LGBTs or you know, but just female uh, filmmaker that have like, so great stories to tell. We are helping them do it with or without the money. So mm-hmm. this is what we're in Israel. That's yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's amazing. And I think that, you know, you definitely with this film, it's it's such a great example of, you know, the story being, you know, having the story, having the strength of the story and then really you just making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that uh, as, Mont- as for Montana, that that the main character, she's falling in love with the married woman, but it's not about it. If she was a straight woman, she probably was falling in love in a, in a married guy, you know. But mm. but it's not, I, I I really didn't want to talk about this because I usually saw films that are that are talking about to be lesbian, and I'm not. I I, I never understand what is to be lesbian. This is who I am. This is who she is, and this is the person she lo- fell in love with. So. I really want that the topic of being gay will be like very common, you know, mm-hmm. and not to be different or uh, always to be like, it's, this is who I am. This is who she is. And it's very important to me not to, to put it like as a very uh, special topic. Exactly. Exactly. It's not a it's not a coming out story. It is it is just yeah. her in her life. And I, I think it's it's really beautifully done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, I think I'm so sad to say this, but I think we have to wrap up. But we're, we're so we're so happy to be able to see you in Toronto at the no, festival. I can't wait to see you and, and chat more face to face very soon. Yeah, very soon. Well, thanks for thanks for taking the time uh, before before bed uh, to chat with us. Uh, and uh, we'll see you very soon. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Thanks again to Shaz and Lamore for joining us today. Listen again next time when we'll talk to our festival programmers to get their top picks and hidden gems that you'll want to check out at this year's festival. Thanks for listening to Inside Outcasts, coming to you live from Village Sound Studios. RBC is proud to be lead sponsor of the Inside Out LGBT Film Festivals. To check out the full lineup and to purchase tickets, visit us at insideout.ca. We'll see you soon.
This was a Village Soundcast Network original production.